Hello again, everybody. This is Chris. This is episode 149 of the Libertarian Republican Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the shares and the and the likes and all that kind of stuff. I'm over 11,000 downloads now, uh, so thanks for that. Uh, this one is the continuation of my critique or whatever coverage, I don't know, of the Trump town hall on CNN. And uh, in the previous episode, I went over, I basically went in order of what they talked about. And the, so the, and uh, I ended with uh, January 6th, talking about the January 6th. But um, the next part, what they talked about, now this was Caitlin Collins was the the, the host uh, of CNN, basically the adversary. I mean, she was up there. Basically, her job was to torpedo and sabotage Trump at every opportunity. That was her job, because uh, that's what CNN does. That's CNN hates Trump, because CNN is is all about uh, what the uh, is all about the Washington establishment. CNN cares about they're 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 communists they're a bunch of communists and i talk and i've talked about this before when i talk about communism i talk about i'm what i'm talking about is the the form that it took in the soviet union where uh, i'm not talking about pure theoretical utopian communism i'm talking about the brutal um authoritarian totalitarianism of the soviet union that's what the that's what the Democrat Party wants for America. That's what the ruling class in Washington wants for America. That's what everybody who works in the federal government, you know, I mean, look, a lot of people in the federal government are just good people, you know, making earning a paycheck. But the people at the top believe that they should run the world, and. They believe they're better than you, smarter than you, wiser than you, and they should run your life, and you should shut up and do what they say. And the the media people at CNN, they agree. They believe that they are part of that ruling class. They see themselves as part of the ruling class. And so they they can't stand the the rabble of uh, the American people. They, They look at the American people and... Think of you as a bunch of stupid peasants. You know, you're a rabble, the hoi polloi, and you you need to be you need to just shut up and do what they say, and you need to be controlled. That's why the the information that reaches your ears and eyes should be strictly controlled, and that's why Donald Trump shouldn't even be allowed to speak to you because he might rile you up and 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 point out how they are. Uh, you're really your enemy. I mean, they're your enemy. The, the 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 Democrat Party is your enemy. They're they're the enemy of the American people, uh, especially if you're an American taxpayer, or if you're just an American who wants to succeed in life. The Democrat Party is your enemy because they don't want you to succeed in life. They want you to fail miserably so that they can, you know, give you throw you scraps so that you'll vote for them. So they can throw you scraps. They want you to be a, a dog, a trained puppy on a you know on a leash, and they'll throw you some 
They'll throw you a bone every once in a while. That's what they want for you. That's what the Democrat Party, that's what Washington, D.C., that's what CNN, that's what the people at CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times, the Washington Post, that's what they want for you. They want you to be a pet that they'll throw a bone to every once in a while. But other, other than that, just shut up and, and do the work. You know, they want you to you, you know, fix the cars and build the houses and just shut up. So, so uh, okay, so having said all that, the, 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 that's the, the, you know, setting the stage for the adversarial relationship between, between Trump and the media and CNN. Um, the next thing he was asked about was the E. Jean Carroll sexual assault case. Now, okay, Reason Magazine did a good article. I'm not a big fan of Reason Magazine. They hate Trump. And uh, and I generally don't agree with Reason Magazine, and I don't. What pisses me off is is that people like Reason Magazine don't really understand the the the, the war that we're in. They don't understand the battle that we're in. You know, Trump may not be a Boy Scout. He may not be perfect. Certainly not perfect. But he is the leader of our of the fight right now. And I wish we had a better leader. I do. But we don't. This is the guy we have. And <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, this is the guy we have. And this is these are the cards we have to play. So, um, so look, um, the, but Reason Magazine did a good article about did... Trump, you know, they they basically found Trump liable for sexual assault because they 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 took all the all the the information and they basically decided that you know what something probably happened. Now there, there's there's no real evidence that anything happened, and Trump just flat out denies it. And but it's very hard in a civil suit like this. You know, you all you need is a bunch of people who 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 don't like you, and uh, and that's it. Your your goose is cooked. So so I, I think that all he could really do is is say, look, none of this happened. It's all bullshit. It's all lies. Uh, I didn't do anything. It was all, politi- all just an, yet another political attack, and and move on. And you know, they talked about the Access Hollywood tape, and that that was you know what he said on that tape was was terrible. There's no doubt. You know, like I said, he's not a, he's not a, uh, a, a boy scout or an angel. And, uh, yeah, sure. Of course, I wish we had Thomas Jefferson, uh, running for president, but we don't, we, we've got Donald Trump. So I, I wish, and I honestly, I don't even know who else. I mean, I, I've always been a big fan of, of Rand Paul, but you know, who, who else do we have? We don't have anybody else. Uh, that's really good at going to war with these people. So, so this is the guy we have, and and uh, I'm I'm inclined to just just move on. You know, he pro- maybe maybe so, maybe he did do something inappropriate back then. Uh, certainly, I don't believe he raped her, and no, you know, he was not he was not accused well he wasn't found liable of rape of of actually you know penetrating her with his penis 
but maybe uh, he did, maybe he did, you know, kiss her inappropriately or whatever, but, or grope her, I don't know. And the thing, the truth is we'll never know because it really is just he said, she said. So, so there's no way we can really move beyond that. So, unfortunately. Um, all right. So, so, so we have to just, we just have to just move on. And um, uh, the next thing he was asked about was, was how will you, what will you do to make, to, to increase, uh, to, to decrease inflation, drive prices down? And he said, drill, baby, drill. And this was the clearest, one of the best moments of the whole thing. Drill, baby, drill. Because, you know, I wish Trump understood better the, the causes of inflation. And I've done episodes about the causes of inflation. What I mean, there's inflation, which is the, the in, increase in the money supply. And then there are price increases. And I wish Trump sort of understood the two that those the, the difference between those two things, um, but he does understand that energy costs are a component of of all costs, all prices. So if if energy prices are high, then all prices are going to be high. So if you can reduce the price of energy, then you can reduce the price of everything, and it's very simple. And I wish he would say that more clearly, but. Now, he also did, uh, he talked about taxes and regulations. I wish he would learn the words regulatory compliance costs, because I think that a lot of people don't really understand, you know, regulations, and they think that, oh, regulations are just rules. But you don't, you have to understand that regulations have costs, compliance costs, and even tax tax compliance costs, you know, the tax code, when, when you hire an accountant, like I hire an accountant, uh, to pay my, to, to do my taxes and, um, and I have to pay him, I have to pay my accountant. Now, if taxes were more simple, I wouldn't need to pay an an accountant. I could save that money and do, do my taxes myself. But instead I end up spending, you know, I spend hours compiling all my tax information and then I give it to the accountant and he punches it all into a ridiculously con- complicated and confusing uh, tax code tax form and he gives me a stack of you know it's like a I don't know 50 pages of, of tax forms it's, it's all it's ridiculous it's ridiculously complicated and it and that's what makes it expensive and of course there's a whole there's a whole industry that is built up around doing your taxes. So all these people, and I've, I've likened this before to paying somebody to slap you in the face. You know, if you pay, if you are forced by government to pay someone to slap you in the face every day, well, that's great for the people who, who have, who, who have a job because, oh, I'm a, I'm a face slapper. Yeah. I'm a professional face slapper. I go around slapping people in the face. So if you if you got rid of that law, those people would lose their jobs. Yes, that's true. But are those people really doing anything productive? They're slapping you in the face. Okay, that's not productive work. So you'd be better off without having your, to get your face slapped and having to pay for somebody to slap you in the face. And th- those people could go get jobs that are actually productive, like making stuff, you know, working at a at a 
factory or, or you know, at an office producing goods and services. So uh, now he did talk about interest rates. Now, I think he's wrong about interest rates. Interest rates need to be higher. They need to be about how they are now. They're about 5%. That This is a much more healthy interest rate environment right now. This is this is what we need. We don't need l- low interest rates are are the cause of all of our problems of our uh, inex- you know our our uh, artificially uh, it, it, the interest rates zero interest rates cause the boom, right? But it's an unsustainable boom. So I've talked about that before. But uh uh, the, the, he was asked about the debt ceiling and he said, basically, yeah, oh, we have to, we should, you're either going to default now or default later. Uh, and remember, I, I always point people to his first budget. You know, when Trump first went to Washington, he tried to cut the budget and everybody in Washington was attacked, attacking him. So he should attack Washington. He should point that out. He should say, look, when I first went to Washington, I tried to cut the budget and every single person in Washington, including most of the people in his own party, attacked him. And everybody in the media attacked him. We wouldn't be in this mess right now if you if we had just listened to me when I first showed up in Washington. The the budget would have been cut. We would we wouldn't have this level of debt right now. Uh, you know, he he talked about well, you have we we had to spend a bunch of money because of COVID. We had to. We had to save America with money and, and, you know, that was a, he should point out that it's a, COVID was a huge uh, uh, anomaly, right? So, uh, but he should point out that, that uh, his first budget tried to cut, cut, cut spending. Um, So that is, I think that's one of the things he should focus on. Um. Because it's true, you know, he tried to cut spending and everybody attacked him. And I remember that, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're killing Big Bird, you know, <laughs> you're killing Meals on Wheels, all that stuff, which was all nonsense and lies, you know, all just hyperbole and hysteria. But um, so the next thing he was asked about was gun violence. And. I think he should be honest about the, he talked about the bump stocks. Uh, I think he, he should be honest and say, look, I, I, nobody, nobody really cared about bump stocks. NRA convinced him to, to, uh, to ban bump stocks. And he threw the, the gun grabbers a bone with that. And he should have, he should be honest and say, you know what? I made a mistake. I should never have thrown them a bone because I thought, I thought they would be, uh, you know, I thought they would be nicer to me if I threw them a bone. And of course, they weren't. You can't, they, you know, these people are not the, the left, the, the left, the Democrats. They, they, it, it didn't, it didn't garner me any goodwill with them at all. They still continued to work every single day to destroy me. And so, you know what? I'm not going to throw them any more bones. No more bones to the gun grabbers. Nope, that's it. Done. And he talked about hardening schools, school security, which is a great idea, really great idea. And he talked about allowing teachers to be armed if they cho- so choose to be armed, which is another great idea. 
It's a real solution. Uh, that and Democrats, of course, you know, you know, how can you be against school security? How can you be against that? And of course, the Democrats, um, they just want to ban guns. And so it's a really good it's a really good opportunity to to show who the Democrats really are. They don't really care about school shootings. They just want to ban guns. So, you know, if you can stop school shootings without banning guns, without violating other people's rights, well, shouldn't we do that? Why don't we do that instead? Instead of like violating the rights of millions and millions of people, why don't we just harden schools and add security to schools and help the states uh, put armed security in schools and help teachers and other adults who work at the schools help them be armed and you know to defend themselves and you know i've done episode i did an episode about this about how if if we don't let people defend themselves then what's the point of owning guns I mean, what's the point of, of all these guns if we can't use them to defend ourselves or to defend children? You know, we have all these guns, but nobody's allowed to use them to defend children. Does that make any sense? No, of course not. Um, so next issue was abortion about the Dobbs uh, decision. And a person in the audience said, you know, uh, what are you going to do to appeal to women? And I think Trump did a good job pointing out how the Democrats are the extremists. And I think that he should, when Caitlin Collins asked him about, would you sign a federal ban on abortion? Trump should just say no. Trump should say no. He should, you know, he's trying to walk this line and I'm not sure why. He should say no. The whole point of this Dobbs decision was to take it out of the federal hands and put it into state hands. And that's where it should be. Each state should be free to, to make up their own minds. I am absolutely not interested in a federal abortion ban. I am not interested in a one-size-fits-all abortion policy for every state. And I think that would be such a winning message. You know, let the let the... The, the, the Democrat-run states do what they want. If that's what they want, then let them do it and um, uh, and let the Republican states do what they want to do. And that's that's democracy, right? I mean, are, you know, the Democrats love to say, well, everything's a threat to democracy. Well, is democracy a threat to democracy? <laughs> is letting the people uh, is letting the people uh, vote of each state vote on abortion? That's that's democracy, right? So, but the, of course, the, the Democrats are against democracy. They don't want that. They hate democracy. So, uh, okay. The next thing was was uh, talking about Biden sending troops to the border. And look, Trump should just say, "Look, I, I'm all for sending troops to the border, but what are the troops going to do? Are they going to just wave wave the immigrants in and give them goodie bags?" Or are they going to stop them? I mean, the troops are these troops going to stop people at the border? Or are they just going to wave them in and hand them a goodie bag? And that's the real question, right? And of course, Caitlin Collins just went on and on about the 50, 52 miles of new wall. 
which is so dishonest because, yes, okay, there was 52 miles of new wall where there was nothing before, but there was hundreds of miles of wall that was created where there was before there was an existing, some kind of an existing barrier. And I've seen some of those barriers were literally a barrier that you could just hop over. You could literally just hop over it. And Trump replaced it with a 30-foot high wall. And Caitlin Collins and CNN, they, they don't want to acknowledge that. So Trump replaced hundreds of miles of, of barrier, much of which was, was like a, a barrier so low you could literally just jump over it um, with a 30-foot wall. And Caitlin Collins is saying, oh, but only, it was only 52 miles, only 52 miles of new wall. That's just completely dishonest. So, okay, the next issue was the big one. It was about Ukraine. Now, this is the biggest, most important issue of our of our time right now, because this is a potentially nuclear World War III with Russia, and Trump's answers were great. And, you know, he basically wants peace. He thinks uh, if Europe is so worried about Vladimir Putin conquering, you know, rolling through Ukraine and conquering Germany, well, why isn't, why isn't the... the Germany, why isn't uh, Europe actually like mobilizing and spending their own money to defend Europe? Because the truth is, they're not worried about it. They're, they know that this, that, tr that Putin, they know Putin has absolutely no interest in conquering Europe. This is not about conquering Europe. This is about preventing NATO from spreading into Ukraine and putting troops and missiles and ships in Ukraine and in the Black Sea. That's what this war in Ukraine is about. It's about stopping NATO aggression. I've talked about this before. I firmly believe that. And uh, and I think Trump's answers were great. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he could stop the war in 24 hours. I don't know. Well, I would love to see him try. I think he could. I think he certainly could. He could just tell Putin, we're not going to let Ukraine join NATO. We're not going to put a single missile or troop or base or ship in Ukraine. That's it. No, we're going to stop the spread of NATO into Ukraine. There won't be any troops or missiles in Ukraine. And I think if, if Trump said that, um, then Putin would stop. Putin would say, okay, fine. And, and, uh, Crimea and and the Luhansk and Donetsk and the Donbass that that region in the east will be Russian and the rest of it will be Ukraine and everybody will be and that's really what they they probably could have come to that exact conclusion peace deal a over a year ago remember over a year ago Zelensky and the Russians were were negotiating, and the Americans basically told them, stop negotiating, told Zelensky to stop negotiating. So, uh, uh, and yeah, the, the she asked about, do you think Putin is a war criminal? And that's just, you know, I love the, the how she's so brave, like she's going to lead a, 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 a strike force into Moscow to abduct 
Vladimir Putin and bring him to trial or something. I mean, does she even understand how silly that sounds? You know, you're going to you're going to abduct Vladimir Putin and bring him to justice or something like that. This is so ridiculous. Um, The next thing they talked about was the classified documents. And you know what? All I'm going to say is nobody cares. Nobody cares about the classified documents. Trump has the authority to declassify the documents. And and uh, he didn't have as many documents as yeah, Joe Biden had tons of documents. And Joe Biden had tons of documents. And he didn't even have the ability to declassify them. So, so look, nobody cares about this stuff. This is so stupid. Um. I mean, they spent so much time, you know, Caitlin Collins spent so much time just attacking Trump about crap that nobody cares about. But uh, and then the last kid asked a question, uh, are you going to stop? How can you stop government from meddling with business? And I think Trump Trump didn't really answer that question um, at the end there. Uh, I think he should have answered that question. He should have said, you know what, this is. The, the Democrats want, are essentially communists, and they want to run your business. Uh, if you have a business, I think you should be the one who runs it. And you should be the one who makes the decisions about how your business is run. But the Democrats want the government to be essentially the de facto owner of all businesses. They will make all the decisions, all the most important decisions anyway, about how your business will be run. And and uh, and that's essentially communism. That's essentially that's central planning. That is how the USSR worked. That is how a centrally planned economy works. Bureaucrats and politicians in government are the de facto owners of all businesses and make decisions about how those businesses are run. And if you vote, if you keep, if 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 Joe Biden wins another term. You're going to get more and more and more of this, and it's going to be harder and harder and harder for, for particularly for small businesses, to survive the essentially the micromanagement of government. So everything, you know, government, but Democrats are micromanagers, and they meddle in everything. So I think he should have sort of taken some more time and answered that question. So and that was it, and then they cut off the whole thing about 20 minutes early. <laughs> so I think they they realized this isn't going how we wanted it to go. Uh, everybody was laughing and clapping, and and uh, Trump was funny, and he was basically just winning. And and Caitlin Collins was looking like a just a really horrible person, a classic, typical, smug Washington, you know. Uh, ruling class, scumbag, um, elitist snob, basically. And, uh, and that's how, that's who these people are. They are, they are elitist snob scumbags who want to run your life. And, uh, you know, you've got to, you've got to vote against them. And, you know, who's, who's, Who's the only person you can vote uh, vote for to stick a finger in their eye? I mean, as of now, it's it's Donald Trump. So, <laughs> so that's that's where we are in uh, 2023 America. Um, 
So, all right, that's it. I'm going to stop. This is a long one, 28, 28 minutes. So thanks again for joining me once again, and I will see you on the next one. All right, bye-bye.